Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslo Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 3rd of August. Good to have you aboard. Presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. 800-747-3733. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, you go 
where you're going to be treated like family and get the money that you deserve. You take care of your health. I send you to the best in the business. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. I'm in a great mood today. We had a great sports night last night. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. Also want to mention, of course, you may have noticed a bonus episode this week. Our pro wrestling podcast, It's Still Real to Me, came out last night. And it's good for at least the next few days. It's a preview of WWE SummerSlam, which is this Saturday night. The biggest party of the summer. It's the biggest show of the summer. So this Saturday night is SummerSlam. I wanted to make sure that we gave all of our pro wrestling fans from Zaslow Show 2.0 an opportunity to listen to the SummerSlam preview show. So that dropped last night. A bonus episode this week of It's Still Real to Me. So that's available there. And obviously you have until Saturday evening until it becomes dated. If you want to listen to it after SummerSlam, that's fine. That's not going to make a whole lot of sense. But up until Saturday night, you got time to check out this week's bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me. So there you have it. I hope that you watch that. Or, you know, you always watch everything, especially when I have guests on YouTube.com slash Show. But make sure you're subscribed to everything on the podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast, that's where Zaslow Show 2.0 is available. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mother I say hello, and make sure you're listening to all of our episodes, including the bonus episode that dropped last night. All right. So, like I said... We're in a really good mood today. We got to talk about what a great sports night last night was here for us in South Florida. Tonight, you got NFL preseason. It's the Hall of Fame game. Browns, Jets, we got that going on. We're approaching the weekend. We're obviously, we get to the weekend and we are full on in a Dolphin game week. The Dolphins have their first preseason game. The rest of the league, they get going Next week, I presume a week from tonight, this Saturday afternoon, Zach Thomas is being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're going to cover that more tomorrow, all right? So the day before it, we're going to get into that, some stories about Zach Thomas. We're going to do that on tomorrow's show. And I want to get, oh, and of course, it's Thursday, which means we got Zaslow Show 2.0 mailbag. That's right. We do mailbag on Thursdays. Got a bunch of questions we'll get to, so hopefully if you sent in a question, you're listening to today's episode, and you'll hear me answer it. If you want to take part for next week, look, you can send me questions all throughout the week. I'll I'll save them, and we'll answer them on Thursday shows. So there you go. All right, a couple things I want to get to here before we get to Messi, before we get to Mailbag. I got some stuff on the heat, actually, which I'm a little bit annoyed about. I'm annoyed about things that I'm hearing, not not in regards to the to actually the team, but things the media folks are saying about what's going on with the Heat and Damian Lillard. I'm a little bit annoyed, so we'll get to that as well. Yesterday, though, yesterday afternoon, saw the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Took my younger son. We see all the big movies. We see them the days they come out. So this movie came out middle of the week. Came out on Wednesday, so we went and saw it yesterday afternoon. It's, look, it'll prop no spoiler alert, it'll probably be in big movie, not a big movie tomorrow. It's 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes already. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is being called the best Ninja Turtles movie in the installment. Now, in the installment. Now, you had the older ones. You had the ones from a few years ago, which were also live action. And this one, it's a full-on... It's animated. But my son says the animation is called 2.5D. Is that what it's called? I don't know. My son's way into movies. He knows about all this type of stuff with filmmaking. He said it's called the type of animation. Because I turned to him... It's it's not your regular animation. It's kind of like, you know how in, in the Across the Spider-Verse movies, it's a different kind of animation. This is different too. He says this is called 2.5D. Anyway, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie is excellent. Really fun. Really funny. It's, I, I don't know, it, it's got the classic characters, the classic villains. It's got a really good end, uh, you know, Make sure you stick around for the mid-credit scene, post-mid-credit scene. That sets up the future of the franchise. It, it, it deals with a teenage version of the Ninja Turtles, which also means a teenage version of April O'Neil. So I it was and, and it's a different kind of version of Master Splinter, who's played by Jackie Chan. Movie's really fun. You take your kids, you're gonna have a great time. If I could tell you. So, we're at the movies yesterday. And remember, it's a Wednesday. I don't know, is it a holiday yesterday? The theater is packed yesterday. And it's packed with people who are there to see Barbie. Which is fine. The Barbie movie's making a ton of money. I hear the Barbie movie is great. I do want to see it. I'm not going to get around to seeing it in the theater. I am going to watch the Barbie movie eventually. I hear it's great. Who doesn't want to look at Margot Robbie for two hours, okay? And listen... I don't mind looking at Ryan Gosling either. But who doesn't want to look at Margot Robbie? So I'm going to see this Barbie movie. But holy shit. In the lobby. I was at Cinemark yesterday. In the lobby. And they're all, you know, waiting online to get food, concessions, what have you. There must have been 75 people who are going to see Barbie. How do I know they're going to see Barbie? They're all wearing pink. That's the thing, right? They all dress up. Everybody dress up. They wear pink. There must have been 75 people in that lobby, and they're all wearing pink. I mean, look, that ain't my th- I'm not dressing up to go to a movie. I, I want to wear exactly what I'm wearing right now. Well, maybe not exactly what I'm wearing right now. I'm in a t-shirt. I also have boxer briefs on, so I'm in my underwear right now. So I'm going to wear exactly what I'm wearing right now. Actually, I would wear exactly what I'm wearing right now, but I would put some shorts over exactly what I'm wearing right now. So maybe I would wear exactly what I'm wearing right now. That's semantics, though. But the people who go see this Barbie movie, they are decked out in the pink. Still doing it. I mean, movie's been out for, I guess this is a, pro- well, when, when did we see Oppenheimer? Was it last week that we saw Oppenheimer? Was it two weeks? You know what? I think it was last week. Yeah. All right. So this is only the second week that the Barbie movie's out. I guess it makes sense for people still to be dressing up, wearing the pink, going to see Barbie. But yeah, they're really doing that. They're decked out in all their pink gear, going to see Barbie. But anyway. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Movie is really fun. It's a younger version of the Ninja Turtles. Really, I, I thought the voices were great. It's produced by Seth Rogen. Also, screenplays written by Seth Rogen. He's in it as well. He plays the voice of Bebop. And John Cena's, uh, John Cena's also in it. He plays the voice of Rocksteady. A lot of big names are in it. What's her name? Maya Rudolph. Um from uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad. You know who I'm talking about. And, and of course, like I said, Jackie Chan. Uh, Ice Cube. 
Ice Cube plays Superfly, who's the main villain. So, anyway, really enjoyed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ninja Mayhem, uh, Mutant Mayhem. I was laughing out loud throughout, I was LOLing. I was LOLing throughout that movie. So, anyway, go check that out. You're looking for something. Now, obviously, it'll be in big movie or not a big movie tomorrow. But you go check it out with your kids this weekend. You thank me later. Okay. So, when we get home, I get home in time. I got home last night. I recorded It's Still Real to Me. Got done with It's Still Real to Me with plenty of time to watch Inter Miami last night. Now, Inter Miami is supposed to start at 8 o'clock last night. We're in a rain delay. We're in a wet, well, not necessarily a rain delay, but like lightning delay. So, we're in a weather delay. The game doesn't start until, what, like 9.35-ish, something like that. And I, I'll tell you, man, I'm having a really hard time watching these Inter-Miami games now and still League Cup. It's not regular season. I'm having a hard time watching these games and not thinking Inter-Miami's just going to win every game now from here on out. They are last place in MLS because, like I said, while they're 3-0 with Messi, those are League Cup games. So after winning last night, they won their two group play games, and now they won in the round of 32. So now they've advanced to the round of 16. They got to win four more games to win the League's Cup. And then MLS play will begin again for the second half of the season. <laughs> it's They're in last place in the Eastern Conference. I think last place maybe overall as well. And just to put it to some context, so they kicked the shit out of Orlando City last night, especially the second half. They win 3-1 yesterday. Messi, another brace. Now, I don't always like to use soccer lingo. Everybody knows this is a soccer show, but I want to make sure that we're being all-inclusive. So when I say something like brace, that means he scored two goals. I'll say two goals for the rest of the way here, because again, this is an inclusive soccer show. I want to make sure we're all on the same page and nobody feels excluded from the conversation. So when I say things like brace, that means Messi had two goals. And last night, Messi, best ever, two goals. So, I'm watching... They kicked the shit out of that team last night. Especially in the second half. Messi, he scores... But before... You know what? Before... I'm going to play the goals for you here. But... Just for some context, Inter-Miami beat Atlanta United 4-0 last week in the second game of group play in the League's Cup. Inter-Miami's last in the Eastern Conference. Atlanta United 7th. They're a playoff team. 4-0. And also, let's, let's acknowledge the fact that Messi is still going to have to... He, I don't know if he needs more time to get accustomed and get acclimated to his new teammates because it seems like that's going pretty well. But you'd have to figure the more time spent, the better he's going to get. And same thing with Sergio Busquets. And by the way, Jordi Alba just joined the team last night. He played last night in the second half too. So anyway, they're only going to get better, you would assume. And Gregory is going to rejoin the team. Josip Martinez, we're starting to see him get going. Obviously, you got Yedlin back from the, 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 the Gold Cup games. This team is rolling. They're going to win every game, it feels like. So, to put it to some context, they kicked the shit 4 nothing out of the 7th place team, a playoff team, Atlanta United. Last night, they kicked the shit out of the 5th place team, Orlando City, 3-1. to Now, there's only 12 games left. Let me actually look at the standings here. Look at the standings. There's 12 games left, all right, 
in in the MLS season once play gets going again. Inter-Miami is last place. They are they have 18 points total. That's 17 points behind number 7. I think the playoff line is 7. That's 17 points back. I mean, it, it's it's going to be really hard. You you may have to win. I know Taylor Twelman was talking about it. Of the 12 games left that they may have to win, they, they, they may need another 27 points. You, you may need 30 points. Like, they may need to win 10 out of their final 12 games. They may need 30 points. And if that's the case, I think Atlanta United has 10 more games remaining. You would need to keep Atlanta United. They'd have to win, like, only six of their final 10 games Atlanta United, which... I mean, that, that's hard. You know, winning more than 50% of your games, you're a good soccer team. So, it's going to be a, it, it's a, it's a big mountain to climb for Inter-Miami to wind up making the MLS postseason. But man, like, it looks like they're rolling to win this League's Cup here, and it makes you feel good about moving forward. Like, even if they wind up missing the playoffs here, the next season starts like, yeah, we got Messi now, obviously, team's going to be great, and coming off of amazing momentum. From this past season. So anyway, like I said, just to put into some context, the la- and, and to and to show you what Messi does for this team. Because remember, that was one of my that was one of my questions. How does it work when you add not just the greatest soccer player of all time, but just a great, great player, and you plop him down on a terrible team? Are they all of a sudden amazing? And it seems like the answer is yeah, yeah, they're all of a sudden amazing. So there's a, a little bit of context there. For what Messi has done for this team. Just being added to a bad team. Now I understand. Busquets. Now you got Alba. Okay. But they're kicking the shit out of teams in MLS who are good. Or at least who are supposed to be good. Seventh minute into the game last night. And just the control here. I think it was Robert Taylor who set him up. Just the control here. Messi. He leads him into the box. Stays onside. The control where he bounces off his chest and smashes it home. Taylor cutting inside. Clipping it. Messi! No stopping. Cool thing where for the second game in a row, and how cool is it that all three of these games, I don't know how they figure that out, but all three of these games have been at Dry Pink Stadium for this League's Cup. Now, I think in the round of 16 now, I think they're going to be on the road. I don't know who they're playing. I don't know if that's been said yet. I think they're going to be on the road for the first time with Messi. But it's so cool where for the second straight game, Messi scores early on. So you already have a crowd who's jacked up. You got a lot of folks there who are seeing Messi for the very first time. And right away, just a few minutes into the game, that pl- that place is on fire. So they're up one nothing. It's 1-1 by the time we get to halftime. Orlando City really, you know, probably outplayed them for the last uh, half of that first half. Into the second half, Josip Martinez draws a penalty. And this, this is important to make note of this, all right? Lionel Messi... I don't know if allows is the right term, 
But you want your best player taking the penalty. I mean, he's going to score it. Messi allows Josep Martinez to take the penalty. This is a great move by the captain. He's captain. This is a great move by the new leader of the team. You want Martinez to get going? On the broadcast, they talked about, hey, we haven't even seen yet Messi and Martinez making that connection. You want Martinez to get going? Apparently, he has a history of killing Orlando City when he was with Atlanta United. And he lets his teammate take the penalty. Martinez scores. So they're up 2-1. And if I can also tell you something else about Messi's influence now in MLS. Real quick. Before I tell you. That's a tease right there. Before I tell you about some of Messi's influence there in MLS. You know what I was enjoying the game with last night. That's right. I got done taping. It's still real to me. I'm sitting down. I'm watching Messi. I got the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba in my hand. I'm in the Zaslow Mansion family room on the couch in my underwear. I got a Johnny Cuba in my right hand. In my left hand, actually, I got the Marlins game on my phone. Why is it not on the small TV, Zaslow? Eh, TV broke. That's right. I, that's a whole other story. I'm rocking a so- one television in the Zaslow Mansion family room. I got to go out and buy a new one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it soon. So I had the Marlins game. On my iPhone, in my left hand, in my right hand, Johnny Cuba. If you haven't tried the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0 yet, Johnny Cuba, hey, that's on you. I'm telling you every day how delicious it is. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You can purchase a six-pack of Johnny Cuba right now. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas, Always drink responsibly. That's why I like having Johnny Cuba in the house, because I can always drink responsibly here. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. If you're looking for homeowner's insurance, guys, I've been getting my homeowner's insurance. This is very important. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance through Brunt Insurance and Financial Services for almost 10 years now. And I keep going back. I keep renewing every year with Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance. I just renewed my net, my policy for next year a couple weeks ago. And that's because the process is so simple. They make the confusing super simple, super crystal clear. And not only am I getting the most comprehensive coverage anywhere, I'm getting it the most affordable rate there is. Affordable care that offers the best coverage. I mean, what are we talking about here? Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. You may think you know what kind of coverage you need. you know. And hey, if you rent your home, if you're in a condo, there are so many options out there, it's going to make your head spin. You got to make sure you go to Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, where his staff fully certified. They know exactly what area here in Florida you're calling from. They have offices all throughout the state. They're ranked the number one insurance agency in the entire state of Florida. Top five in the U.S. And from Pensacola to the Keys, Brunt Insurance has you covered. So wherever you're calling from, they know your area. Now, I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance, but we're also talking automobile, motorcycle, boater's insurance. If you call 954-589-2204, you're making the right call. It'll be the last insurance agency you ever use. 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. So here's what you're also noticing. There are a couple of things I want to point out about Messi last night. Number one, I think if you're an Inter-Miami fan, 
You love what you're seeing, not just that he's scoring the goals and they're winning. He's super engaged. He's mixing it up with the players on the other team. There's pushing, there's shoving. He's got his finger, he's pointing at the referee. And that's another thing. These Orlando City was very unhappy with the referee last night. And the referee was a little bit questionable calls. But here's what's going to happen. Like, there are plays where Messi is deserving of a foul or a card. He did pick up his first yellow with Inter-Miami. And then moments later, Messi does something and it goes, unca- it goes uncalled. And then moments later, a yellow or at least a foul is being called against a player from Orlando City against Messi. Lionel Messi is going to influence these referees. MLS referee is not the same referee on Premier League. It's not the same referee on Champions League. It's not the same guy in La Liga, all right? These referees, they've probably never been around someone like Messi. And he is going, I think you saw last night, he is very influential when it comes with the calls that are being made. But anyway, it's 2-1 at this point. And now we're in the middle of the second half. And I mean, Messi, it's like, unbelievable. It was Robert Taylor finding Josep Martinez on the other post. And then Martinez sets up Messi beautifully. Lo que se le dejó y aquí la pierde y se viene Messi. Y se viene Messi, sigue Messi, engancha por la mitad de la cancha. La asistencia para Taylor va trotando Messi, va llegando Jose Martínez como en el partido contra Atlanta. Viene el centro, la quiere Jose, le puso la tabla Messi. makes it look easy. He really does. Inter-Miami goes on to win 3-1 and to add insult to injury in the last minute of stoppage time. Orlando City got a second goal and they ended up taking it away a few minutes later with VAR and and, and the offside flag should have been up. So instead of 3-2 final, it's 3-1. Inter-Miami advances to round of 16. I, I, I can't believe we get to watch him Every summer now for the next three years. You got now 24 and 25. And then the hope is that the new stadium at Miami Freedom Park will be open for 26. Where apparently there's a mutual club player option. And I would imagine it's because if the stadium is ready, then everybody opts in. If it's not, all right, promises were broken. See ya. So three, maybe four summers in a row where we're getting messy. Un- it's it's so much fun. It's so cool what we're watching here. I'm sure everybody else feels the same way. And you're getting the stars out at every game. Even even that bum-ass Derek Jeter was at the game last night. Oh, he's terrible. And you know what? I like that they're showing that bum-ass Jeter on the screen there last night at the game. While at the same time, down south at Miami, not Fort Lauderdale, down south in Miami, Lone Depot Park, you got the Marlins with a tremendous win, a game they had to have so bad, walking it off against the Phillies last night. So, speaking of which, the Marlins yesterday, the Marlins are down 5-0 in this game. They come all the way back, and it's the debut game for Jake Berger, for Josh Bell. What a debut for those guys. So, you get the Marlins come back in the ninth inning, Jorge Soler, he ties it with a solo blast, ties the game at 5 in the ninth inning, the Marlins come all the way back. David Robertson, while it wasn't blowing a save, gave up 
a two-run home run for the second game in a row now in the 10th inning last night. So the Marlins, they come all the way back to tie it and send it to extras. The Phillies get the two-run home run off David Robertson, who, again, doesn't blow a save, but gives up the home run there in the 10th. The Marlins score two in the 10th. Excellent job. Then in the 11th, the Phillies score again. The Marlins match it in the bottom of the 11th inning. This is a crazy game in a game the Marlins have to have. So in the bottom of the 10th, <coughs> you got a ground out and, and you had a, a, a sack fly getting the two runs there to tie the game. In the 11th inning, it was... Let me see. I forget how they scored it in the 11th. In the 11th inning, yo, that's right. You had Josh Bell up the middle, ground ball, ties the game. Jacob Stoggs coming from second. He's the slowest and most unathletic. He scored easily. <laughs> and we and they had a chance. I, I think it may have been bases loaded. They had a chance to get the winner. It may have just been first and second. They can't bring it in, so they have to go to the 12th inning. And then finally, 12th inning, the Marlins, they managed to hold the Phillies. No runs. They can't bring the runner in from second. And in the bottom of the 12th inning, Jesus Sanchez, he gets a, a, an excuse me bloop into shallow left field with the bases loaded. Jazz Chisholm scores easily. And a game the Marlins absolutely had to have. They take against the Phillies now this afternoon. You may be saying, Zaslow, the Marlins, they already won this afternoon against the Phillies. They got a four-game split in this four-game series. Uh, How come you're not talking about that? You're listening in the future. I'm in the past, all right? So I don't know. I'm hoping that ends up being the end result. But the Marlins, a game they absolutely had to have. (coughs) They are now tied with Milwaukee for the third wildcard spot. It's cool where... And this is so rare because it's the Marlins. But every day we get to look at the standings. Every day. Marlins games matter. And every day there are playoff implications for all these games. Really cool. So the Marlins now, they're tied in that third spot. That third wild card position. And this afternoon they have the Phillies as well. So if they win this afternoon, they would then jump into the second spot. They're two back at number one, which is San Francisco. They're... They're tied with the third spot, and they're one up on, you know, what essentially is the fifth team there in this race, the Diamondbacks. And I think we also have to add the Cubs. The Cubs, hottest team in baseball, are now two over 500. So it really is six teams fighting for three wildcard spots. You got to include the Cubs. Cubs are totally in it. They are red hot. They're on fire. So a game the Marlins had to have. Excellent job. And how about the debuts of Josh Bell and Jake Berger? Six combined hits for the two of them, and a home run from Bell. Couldn't have had a better debut for both those guys. So, Marlins this afternoon, they're going to look to split the four-game series. You'll take it, especially if it comes after losing the first two. You got Johnny Cueto on the hill. I think Cueto was pretty good his last outing five days ago, so we'll see if he could do the job here today. All right, let's keep this train moving. So, we got mailbag coming up. I want to get to that. You got NFL preseason tonight. I don't really have anything for you. I'm not watching NFL preseason tonight. But that's going to do a huge number, right? And not just because it's... I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is playing or not. It's Browns-Jets. But NFL preseason does big numbers. I'm not watching it. I'm not... Like, we go through this every year. NFL preseason is back. Hall of Fame game. Everyone's excited. And what ends up happening is you turn it on, you watch a series like, uh, it's preseason, it sucks. And then you change the channel. I'm not even going to be doing that tonight. I'm going to see Brad Williams tonight. Now, 
Brad Williams was on the show last week. You could always go back in the Zaslow Show 2.0 archives. Two weeks ago, maybe? However you listen to the show, you can go back and you can find the show. I think it was two weeks ago that Brad Williams was on with us. Tonight, Doral, Miami Improv. I'll see you there. 8 o'clock show. I, I, I told him this. I've told you guys this. I'm going to tell you again. I'm so excited to see Brad again tonight. It is the most fun I've ever had at a stand-up show. My wife and I go to the improv a lot. We go to shows all the time. We were last there two or three weeks ago. We saw Jordan Jensen. I thought she was great. Crowd sucked. So it was a weird show. Tonight, though, is going to be on fire. Brad Williams, I, he's, it feels like he's on the verge of getting really huge. That's not a short person joke. It feels like he's on the verge of getting really huge. It's the most fun my wife and I ever had at a show. JB Ball usually opens for him. I hope he's opening for him again tonight. Because uh, top to bottom, between the opener, between him, it, you're, it's going to be one of the best comedy shows you've ever been to. I hope to see you there tonight. Miami Improv, 8 o'clock show. So I'm not watching any preseason football. We're going out. We're going to see Brad Williams tonight. Super, super excited about that. All right, so here's what I got for you as far as the heater concern and what's going on with the Damian Lillard stuff right now. First, though, if you guys are having any trouble sleeping, I've been telling you for a while now about sheets and giggles. I want to make sure if you're a Zaslow Show 2.0 listener, (laughs) I want to make sure you're getting the best sleep of your life. I've never slept better than I have the last few months, and that's not a coincidence. It's because I sleep on sheets and giggles now. Matter of fact, I can't lay down on my bed sheets in the middle of the day because I'm a lock to fall asleep, and then it's nap time, baby. I don't always want to take a nap, but right now, if you go to SheetsGiggles.com, it's going to be the last place you go to search for your bedding. Sheets and Giggles, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans that are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. Naturally softer, cooler, more breathable sheets. It's the only place we're ever shopping now for our sheets. And oh my God, it's so soft. It feels so good when it touches my skin. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow now. You ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? That's right. We're talking sustainably made from the wood of eucalyptus trees. And my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, this is on purpose because he cares about the environment. And he cares about you guys making sure you get the best sleep of your life. Sheets and Giggles, the only sheets that you're ever going to sleep on. Everybody knows the saying, once you go Sheets and Giggles, you never go back. SheetsGiggles.com. All right, let me take a sip of my vitamin water. Hang tight for a second. Everybody calm down. All right. So, I'm listening to SiriusXM NBA radio this morning. You guys you guys know I love SiriusXM. And I listen to Morning Men, of course, my pal Evan Cohen, who was on the show a couple days ago. We talked heat basketball. We talked about the Lillard stuff. We talked about the memo that the league sent out last weekend. You can go back and you can listen in the Zaslow Show 2.0 archives a couple days ago. Evan Cohen, great foul. He joins us on the program. I listen to Morning Men every day. My favorite show. Everybody knows that. Also, my second favorite show, Sirius XM NBA Radio. The starting lineup, Frank Isola, Brian Scalabrini. Love those guys. So I'm listening to Frank and Scal this morning. And they got Evan on the show. Now, I knew he was going to be on (laughs) to defend the heat, to defend their honor. Fun segment. You know, Frank and Scal are obviously pushing back. Evan is pushing back from a Heat fan perspective because the Heat are being criticized all over the place. Although, 
from Frank and Scout, I gotta be fair. Frank and Scout are critical of the Heat. Frank and Scout are critical of the Heat fan and the Heat media, which they like to say are one and the same, and the way that they are pressing and saying, Joe Cronin and the Blazers, you have to take this offer. So they don't have anything bad to say about the Heat. It's really directed at the Heat fan and Heat media. But a couple afternoons ago, and I listened to Sirius XM NBA radio in the afternoon as well. Justin and Eddie. Justin Termini, Eddie Johnson. I consider Termini a friend at this point. He's been on Zaslow's show 2.0 several times. I've been on with him on NBA radio several times. I, I, I like the show a lot. I'm listening to Justin and Eddie speak a couple afternoons ago. And I even tweeted it at Termini. Because I, like, I was getting annoyed. And I don't, and I don't get annoyed at this kind of stuff. This is the business I'm in. Like I, I understand the game. I understand the way the game is played. But I was like I was getting annoyed because Justin and Eddie are speaking about how speaking about the Heat needing to up their offer. Now, there's a difference here between these two scenarios that I'm talking about. Frank and Scow this morning, and essentially for the last few weeks, they're they're directing their comments at the Heat fan slash media. I don't understand comments that are being directed about the trade uh, offer or about the the trade pursuit of Damian Lillard. (laughs) I don't understand when it's being directed at the Heat and the Heat need to do this and this is what the Heat should do and the Heat are not doing this and this is why they're wrong. I don't understand that part. I'm listening to Justin and Eddie a couple of days ago talk about how the Heat need to up their offer. I'm also hearing, and specifically Eddie, but Justin agreeing, of course, how when you're going to make a trade, and I understand the perspective here, when you're going to make a trade for a star player, a superstar player like Damian Lillard, it can't come easy. It has to hurt a little bit. And I understand that he made the example of it hurt the Phoenix Suns because he's a former son and he's on their broadcast. It hurt the Suns. In order to acquire Kevin Durant, they had to hurt a little bit. They had to give up Mikel Bridges. And it hurt to give up Mikel Bridges. But you got to give something to get something. Hey, the, the example I like to use in that regard, when the Heat traded for Shaq, we all wanted that deal to be the draft picks, Lamar Odom, and Brian Grant. We wanted the trade centered around Lamar Odom and draft picks. <coughs> and you need Brian Grant there also to work out the money. We didn't want to have to include Karan Butler. He'd only been in the league for two years at that point. He was coming off such a good year. But ultimately, it had to hurt a little bit. The Lakers demanded Karan Butler. And the Heat demanded Shaq. Heat wanted Shaq. So it hurt to give up Karan Butler. But you got to do it. And it worked out, obviously, in the short term for the Heat. Worked out very well. Won a championship. But it hurt giving up Karan Butler. Doesn't mean the trade wasn't good. But it hurt a little bit. So I understand that perspective that Justin and Eddie are talking about there. When it comes to acquiring a star player like Lillard, it's got to hurt a little bit. But this is a unique circumstance here. And as far as the Heat, and again, we're talking directly to the Heat, not to the Heat fan or Heat media. Why do the Heat have to step up their offer for Lillard? You know, I saw this, I think it was on, it was on NBA Today maybe, and he had Windhorst, and I'm, I'm not going to be able to quote it directly, but Windhorst 
Windhorse was on one of those shows on ESPN either yesterday or two days ago. And he said something to the effect of how, you know, obviously the end game is it's going to wind up with Lillard on the heat. But there's, there's no sense that there's any other team that's in the mix here for Damian Lillard is essentially what Wintorst is talking about here. Where he doesn't get... Wintorst is saying he cannot identify another team that is seriously thinking about Damian Lillard and that the Heat likely also cannot identify another team that is in the mix for Damian Lillard. And that's why the Heat don't have to step up their offer. Like, why do the Heat have to step up their offer for Damian Lillard? Even if you don't like the offer that the Heat have made, even if you don't like that deal, why do the Heat have to step up their offer? First of all, and this this is where things get a little bit weird, right? If we believe that the Blazers have refused, this was from Barry Jackson a couple days ago, right? The Blazers have refused to seriously engage the Miami Heat. Well, if that's true, does it matter at all what the Heat are offering? Does it matter if they step up their offer? None of it matters if the Blazers have refused to seriously engage the Miami Heat. If they haven't engaged the Miami Heat, A, how do they know what the Heat's offer right now is? And B, does it even matter if the Heat up their offer if they've not seriously engaged the Heat? So, how do we even know what's really going on? So, there's that part of it, obviously. But also, why up the offer when you're bidding against yourself? Like, It'd be one thing when we're talking about the Heat need to up their offer. They're not giving up enough. They need to be more serious here. They can't just steal Damian Lillard. It would be one thing if we're telling the Heat these things because the Heat are complaining about the Blazers dragging. Because the Heat are upset at the lack of contact with Joe Cronin. Because the Heat don't understand why this is taking so long. It'd be one thing to say these things to the Miami Heat. You need to do this. You need to do that. The Heat made their offer. Take it or leave it. The Heat don't need to do anything. The Heat may be sitting back saying, this is our offer. Let us know when you want to talk more. If you don't want to take it, we were just in the NBA Finals. We're good. Matter of fact, the year before, we were in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't want this offer? We're good. This is our offer. Take it or leave it. Why do the Heat have to up their offer? I don't understand that part of this conversation. And you know, if if you're more or less saying this to the Heat fan and Heat media, okay, but like the Heat fan is complaining about this stuff. The Heat fan is complaining that a deal hasn't been made yet. The Heat don't run the team. The Heat fan is not in charge. The Heat media doesn't run the team. The Heat media is not in charge. Why do the Heat have to up their offer? The Heat don't have to acquire Damian Lillard. Just because Damian Lillard wants a trade and only wants a trade to the Heat, the Heat don't, A, have to want Damian Lillard. They do. And the Heat don't, B, have to give up everything in order to get him. Why do the Heat have to do anything? Matter of fact, the Heat are not 
Here's the dirty little secret. The Heat are not the ones with the problem. The Blazers are the ones with the problem. The Heat are just fine running back a team that just got to the NBA Finals. The Blazers have a problem. The Blazers want to rebuild. They're having a youth movement. And their star player wants out. The Blazers, if they don't trade Lillard by training camp, this is going to be a conversation and the media is going to ask questions every single day. This is not a Heat problem. This is a Blazers problem. They're the ones with no other offers. And they're the ones with an unhappy player who was likely lied to by management. The Heat are offering a solution. Take it or don't take it. But we're not the ones with a problem on our hand. You are. So this whole idea that the Heat need to up their offer, the Heat need to do more, that it needs to hurt the Heat a little bit in order to get Damian Lillard. No, it doesn't. This is the offer. Take it or leave it. What are you going to do about it? So that's the part that I find extremely frustrating about the current conversation surrounding the Heat and what they need to do in regards to acquiring Damian Lillard. You want to direct that stuff at the Heat fan? You want to direct that stuff at the, at the Heat media? Okay, but the Miami Heat don't need to do shit. Like I keep hearing, the Heat made a low ball offer. Number one, do we know that if the Blazers have refused to engage the Heat? But let's assume that they have. Why wouldn't they make a low ball offer? The player is worth whatever the market dictates the player is worth. You see what's going on with running backs in the NFL right now? Running backs are worth whatever the market dictates what they're worth. Dalvin Cook's an amazing player. Nobody wants to pay him what he wants. Saquon Barkley's an amazing player. Nobody wants to pay him what he wants. The player is worth what the market dictates he's worth. Damian Lillard is worth what the market dictates he's worth. And right now, there's only one team making an offer. The Blazers can take it or leave it. The end. So that's the part that's frustrating to me about this whole thing. All right, let's have some fun here. Let's do some Zaslow Show 2.0 mailbag. That's right. We started this a few weeks ago. Zaslow Show 2.0 mailbag, where you could send to me on, on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. You could send to me on Twitter. No more retweets or reposts. At Zaslow Show. Or on Instagram, where I'm an influencer, but I always got time for those that I influence. At Zaslow J. You could also, I, I, I got an email, actually. That's cool. My email is right there on my Twitter bio. Uh, so I, I send out the note like the night before. Send in questions every Thursday. We do mailbag here on Zaslow Show 2.0. And I hope to hear from you guys. Can't do it without you guys. So let's get to some mailbag questions. All right. This question here is from Jesse. Jesse says, Zaslow, were the Mega Powers the best short-lived tag team of all time? That's a great question. Matter of fact, the timing's fun because on last night's episode of It's Still Real to Me, which is a SummerSlam preview, on last night's episode, 
my pal Joey and I, we did our top five all-time favorite SummerSlam matches slash moments. And the Mega Powers got a mention there, all right? Mega Powers, for those who don't know, this is back 1988. 1988. In between WrestleMania 4, when Macho Man won the championship tournament, and WrestleMania 5, when the Mega Powers explode, and Hulk Hogan wins the championship back from Macho Man. The Mega Powers were a tag team, and they were short-lived because Macho felt that Hulk had lust in his eyes for Elizabeth. That's right. So they were a short-lived tag team. Were the Mega Powers the best short-lived tag team? I think they may have been. I mean, you got the WWF champion in Macho Man, and you got, you know, the all-time greatest, or at least at the time, Hulk Hogan. Who's ever going to beat them? Yeah, I, I, Jesse, I think you're right. I think Mega Powers. Best short-lived tag team. All right. What else we got here? This question here is from Saul. All right, Saul, let's see what you got here. Saul's asking, what's the vibe in Miami? With Messi, is it noticeable? Well, it's not like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having lunch yesterday in Mayor's Cafe in Pembroke Pines and everyone's talking about Messi. I'm not going to tell you that. But I'm assuming, Saul, that you don't live here in South Florida. And while I haven't been to one of the games, now I'm an inaugural season ticket holder for Inter Miami, but while I haven't been to one of the games yet, <coughs> excuse me, I'm watching on television and that's a different atmosphere. Like, I'm looking forward to going and experiencing it live and in person. That's... A different atmosphere at those games now with Messi. I think that's the easiest way that I could tell you. Saul has another question. When will Roman Reigns' title run come to an end? I'm thinking WrestleMania. I think they're stretching it to WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. You know they're going to stretch it for as long as they can. I don't believe it's coming this weekend. We gave our SummerSlam predictions last night on It's Still Real to Me. I do think Roman Reigns retains against Jey Jey Uso. This question here is from... Nick's Hex, he's at CatsFan31124. He's got two questions as well. Zaslow, how long into a dating scenario is it no longer acceptable to break things off with a text message? I think it's pro. I've done this before. I think it's only acceptable after one date. I think after more than one date, can't break off text message anymore. Now, I'm not the best person to ask because... I've been with my wife, we broke up once, but I've been with my wife since 2004, and texting only became like a huge thing, like slightly before that, so like I said, I've only done that one time, I think one date is the only time that you could do that, after that, you you gotta be a grown up, you gotta be a man, you gotta gotta pick up a phone, Uh, now he says, also, second question is, favorite season from a South Florida sports team, for example, 2003 Marlins, (coughs) wow, that's a good question, all right. Uh, oh boy. See, this is so hard because the Panthers in 22, that season was amazing. But you can't pick that because the way it ended was so awful. Panthers 23, that was better than last year. So all-time greatest, all-time favorite Panther season for me, I mean, is it was this year better than 96? I think it was because of all the playoff overtime wins, that kind of deal. 7-0 and in overtime in the postseason. Kachuk, the whole deal. Is there a better year than 23 Panthers? Yes. We're obviously going to have to. Now, all three Marlins, amazing. We're going to have to go one of the Heat years. Non-championship Heat year, 2004 favorite year. Dwayne Wade's rookie year. Favorite season, non-championship for the Miami Heat, 2004. Otherwise, favorite Miami Heat season? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, the, uh, 
The, the run in the bubble was sick. This year's postseason was sick, but the regular season sucked so hard. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give 23 Panthers and let's go 13 Miami Heat. 27 wins in a row in the regular season. You got the Ray Allen shot in game six. You got the block from Bosch there in game six. They eliminate the Celtics in seven games. You got the LeBron game five there. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go 23 Panthers right behind 13 Heat. Panthers didn't win. Heat did. There you go. This question here is from at Jimmy playing. He says, where does Goran Dragic rank all time among Miami Heat point guards? Uh, I think he's, I think he's number two. I think he's barely number two. Tim Hardaway's number one. I do think Goran Dragic's number seven is going to be raised to the Raptors. It's a disgrace that if it wasn't bad enough that Dragic was traded for Lowry, but that Lowry wears Goran's number seven, that's a disgrace. Goran Dragic ranks number two all-time Miami Heat point guards. Uh, Greg Cabana, at Greg Cabana on Twitter, says, Zaslow, top three Pearl Jam deep cuts. Which deep cut that you haven't seen live would you most want to hear? Top three Pearl Jam deep cuts. Number one, In Hiding, which is one of my top five Pearl Jam songs, period. I think I've only seen them perform it live once. I have my Pearl Jam Stat Tracker app. I'm not going to bore you to death right now and look up how many times I've seen In Hiding, but I think I've only seen it once. Top three deep cuts. In Hiding, Half Full, Nothing As It Seems. Oh my god, I love Nothing As It Seems. In Hiding, Half Full, Nothing As It Seems. Although Nothing As It Seems was released as a single for, (coughs) I think it was Binaural, but they rarely play it anymore, so I'm going to go with it as a deep cut. And which deep cut haven't you seen live that you would most want to hear? Oh, boy. I mean, I've seen... I'm not going to say I've seen every one of their songs live, because that's just not true. But which deep cut have I not seen live? Oh, man. I, I, I may have to get back. I mean, I guess it's got to be one of the more recent albums. Yeah. I, I, I got to get back to you on a specific one. But it's got to be from one of the more recent albums. All right. And I think I got one more question here. One more question here. This one came... Uh, final question here for the mailbag. This one is from, let's see, Victor. Victor says, first time, long time. We all know you're a big Saw fan. You and Israel Gutierrez saw the first one in theaters or maybe part two. Israel and I saw the second, third, and maybe the fourth one in theaters. And then he was like, ah, it's getting silly. I can't go with you anymore. He was my date. We used to go see in the daytime. We saw two, three, and four in the theaters together. Anyway, are you excited for Saw X? It comes out September 29th. It's supposed to take place between Saw 1 and Saw 2. And, okay, so I am excited to see it because it's, I'm done with the sequels. But the fact that this one's like in between, and I think it's telling you how Tobin Bell, how Jigsaw became Jigsaw, I'm into it. So yes, I'm very excited about it. If you were in a saw trap and the results were the Knicks or the Celtics had to beat the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, which would you choose? Let the games begin. Okay, this is a terrible question. Just like being in a saw trap is so terrible. I I, I have to answer the terrible question. You know, there's, there's no way out of it or I die. So I have to pick the Knicks beating the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals or the Celtics being the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals? And the answer is, I pick the Knicks. I hate the Celtics so much. I've told you this. I hate the Celtics more than the Knicks. 
The Heat have played the Celtics in the playoffs, I think, one time more than the Heat have played the Knicks. The Heat have played the Knicks in the playoffs. 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2014, and 2023. So six times. The Heat have played the Celtics in the playoffs. 2010, 2011, 2012, 2020, 2022, 2023. Wow, both teams six times. The Heat are four and two against the Celtics. The Heat are three and three against the Knicks. I hate the Celtics more than I do the Knicks. So I would pick the Knicks. Yeah, I think that's it. Both terrible choices. I can't handle losing to the Celtics. I would pick the Knicks. And that right there is another edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 Mailbag. How do you like that? All right. Before we get to it, let me tell you guys. I've been telling you about the only car dealership that I personally endorse. I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. That's right, guys. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you're in the market for a new car, you can't decide where to go. I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse because when you walk in the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're greeted with a member of their friendly sales team. If you're looking for an SUV for the family, you're looking for a simple sedan for yourself, they're going to navigate you in the right direction because North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, South Florida's newest and technologically advanced Subaru dealer, you could shop over a thousand vehicles right now from your home or wherever you're listening. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's easy to remember. nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Always brought to us. Hey. If you're having water, molds, or fire damage in your home or your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. But Water Cleanup of Florida, with over 60 years of combined experience, their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. Water Cleanup of Florida knows that when an unexpected damage occurs, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida knows the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. And their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, WCUFL.com. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, I told you last night, the Marlins, probably the best game of the year. Tremendous win, a game they had to have so bad. And how about this? This is courtesy of MLB.com, Sarah Langs. She puts this out last night. The Marlins are the second team in Major League Baseball history. The first was the Padres in 21. Second team ever to score in the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th innings. In the history of baseball, second team to ever do that. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Marlins' new third baseman, Jake Berger. He debuted yesterday. He had four. He had four hits. Josh Bell had two hits and a home run. Four hits yesterday for Jake Berger. Here he is post game after the win. No, that was that was so fun. Um, you know, I just texted my wife after this game. It's most fun I've had on a baseball field in a really long time. So um, you know, it's it's special. That's a big deal right there. That was a tremendous game. 
A lot of fun. Good debut for him. Let's hit some home runs. Big deal or not a big deal. So, the U.S. Women's National Team, they have advanced to the knockout rounds of the, of the World Cup. They went 1-0-2 in group play. Did not play well. They did advance, second in their group. And former player Carly Lloyd, very critical after the game, and completely deserved for the U.S. Women's National Team. Look, Jumping around, dancing around after a, a performance that, they're like she said, you're lucky you're not going home. I thought that was an embarrassing look for the U.S. Women's National Team. So here's Alexi Lawless yesterday, former, obviously, U.S. men's player, and he is totally backing his partner, Carly Lloyd. On the light of the new day, or the harsh light of the new day here, nothing has really changed in terms of the reaction. And look, not everybody is wired like Carly Lloyd. And, and by the way, you were wonderful yesterday because it came, like you said, from a place that was personal, that was emotional, and that was honest. And while we're not all wired the same, I think we do share that when we are talking about our national team, teams, uh, because ultimately we're talking about our country and we want this to go well. We also want to have pride with what is going on uh, on the field. And yes, it's a whole new day here in terms of getting out of the group. They got to fix some things going forward. And the criticism that they got, I think, is warranted and fair. But there also is a belief that maybe there is another team hiding behind this one. Maybe, big maybe, yeah. that can do better. Because if not, they're going to go home real quick. We're going to off. Yeah, I'm going big deal. Carly Lloyd was 100% right. And good job. Alexi Law is completely backing her there. Uh, their, their first game in the knockout round is Sunday morning. I think it's 4 a.m. Uh, I will not be watching that. All right. Finally, big deal or not a big deal. Well, yesterday was Wednesday on First Take ESPN. Which means... Best day of the week, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, my guy, is in studio with Stephen A. Smith, who is rarely in studio. But Stephen A. was back in studio yesterday, and that, of course, comes off of vacation. You saw the tabloid pictures where Stephen A., he's sitting there on the beach. Oh, Chris Russo, he was not impressed by what Stephen A. looked like with his shirt on. You know, Stevie, here's what I want you to do. We all saw the pictures. <laughs> we all saw them. The world saw them. <laughs> that was not a pretty sight. It was not. Head to the gym. I am in the gym. <laughs> Head to the gym. I Did you the- see those abs? Oh, my God. I'd show you mine, but I don't want to embarrass them. Did you see those abs? Don't never show those. You can eat, all the, you can eat all the rice. You can eat all the carrots. Right. And drink all the herbal tea you want. Right. You are woefully, woefully out of shape. Yes. And you are heavy. Really? Yeah, not really. Definitely. Really? You are. Last week it was bad enough in L.A., <laughs> but I got to see you on TV with those glasses and that dopey shirt, eating a carrot, like Bugs Bunny. What? What? And then the rice today? Have calm. It was it. not rice. Whatever it was, it's It was turkey. I'm going big deal. That's Doggy just telling the truth right there. And yes, hey, what does Christopher Mad Dog Russo look like? He is in great shape, especially for someone his age. Uh, he did not hold back. Excellent job out of Dog right there. That's a big deal. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. They helped out my guy Michael and his parents the other day. They had an emergency leak in their home. Water Cleanup of Florida got out there right away. 954-900-8635. Let them tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Okay. Last night was great. I'm really excited tonight. I hope to see some of you guys at Brad Williams tonight down in Doral at the Miami Improv. 
I'm telling you, if you're thinking about it, it's going to be the best comedy show you've been to. He is so good. Really looking forward to tonight. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, hey, by the way, thanks to everybody, of course. All your hard work putting together today's show. I can't do it without you. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means.